The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And this is the Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock this evening. We heard earlier on the show uh, from Pascal Donoghue. Uh, joining me now, the leader of the Green Party, Minister Eamon Ryan. Minister, you're very, very welcome. Uh, to studio. Um, There's a number of things in this budget that I I want to ask you about, but uh, one aspect of it was described to me as having Eamon Ryan's fingerprints all (laughs) over it, which is the Infrastructure, Climate and Nature Fund. Yeah. Um, First of all, was that description right? Does this have Eamon Ryan's fingerprints all over it? Not our party and my department. And and, uh, yes, it it came from us. And it's very uh, much connected to... Okay, first of all, I just walked here from the Dáil it's 20-something degrees again. It's the fourth day in a row. Have you ever seen a mid-October where it's 24, like in normal Dublin to be 23, 24 mm. degrees? It's not right. It's bizarre. It's, it's deeply worrying because what's happened in September is that the climate charts have gone off completely, off any... Pre- the scientists don't understand it. They're really worried because they could see the temperature increase previously was a line of modelling, but this is outside the modelling and that's what has people worried. Anyway, it's the background, but it's important proviso to say, why are we pushing climate so hard? Because we're at crisis point, we have to change fast and, and it will be good and better for our country. We have a climate action plan that sets out how we do that. And working in that, we, we have a lot of task forces working, kind of getting out of silos in government to try and work out what we need to do. And we came to realise, actually, there's a number of further developments that we will need to do that we don't have funding for in the National Development Plan. So when we're making strategic decisions around if, we've, if we're going to put money aside, which is the right thing to do, the, the excess corporate profit taxes we have, we're saying, OK, let's keep some of that so that we have a fund to turn to when we need to invest in district heating to heat our homes, mm. when we need to invest in nature restoration. So we, we build, we grow, we have some better parks, we have better biodiversity at a local level. And also to build on what's already working, uh, to look at, I mean, there's a solar revolution taking, happen, taking place in the country. Two or three years ago, there was about 2,000 homes that would have had solar panels in the roof across the country. Now it's up to about 70,000 and, and taking off. And so putting in further measures to expand that, improving our public buildings, our schools, our hospitals, our libraries, our, so that they're part of the transition, so that they're better, warmer, cheaper to run, and as well as green and clean. So and this isn't a, a, a rainy day fund then as such. This is, this is about being able to invest in those infrastructural projects without waiting for the point in the economic cycle where things are going gangbusters. That, that, we also know we need to do it. Um, from 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. It's forward thinking. We know we don't want to be stuck in a budget process where I'm going looking for money and then someone is rightly saying, well, hold on a sec here. We have to have money for hospitals or for education or for social welfare or for Gardaí or whatever. If by creating a fund, it means you can have real certainty, you allow the industries to start develop to provide the solutions because they'll know, yeah, there's funding in three or four years time. It's predictable. It reduces the cost. It makes it better. Can I say that on that? And I was thinking about this a lot today because actually there's an example of that in work. We also have a carbon tax in this country. Mm-hmm. And listen, the carbon tax has been probably, we've t- taken some of the biggest hits on that over the years. The opposition use it all the time to kind of, oh, this terrible punitive and so on. But actually, do you know what it does? It actually helps and protects our people because by law, we know that 30% of it goes to social protection. And this budget, our first test of a budget as Green Party is, is this progressive? 
In this one, again, fourth time in a row it is. The lowest paid in the country get a 4.7% increase in income. Yeah. The richest get one5 And part of the reason for that is because part of the revenues from the carbon tax go to that. Secondly, just in retrofitting of our homes, yeah. I have 100 million increase in my budget this year. I knew it was coming before the negotiations, during the negotiations and mm. after the negotiations because it's there by law because we created this system of funding it. And again, there... Half of our money is going to the lowest income houses, the poorest houses, so that they can get away from the expensive energy bills. And it's also, it it makes for better homes. Yeah. So those examples where you create stable funding mechanisms, they're within the exchequer. You won't spend it without the permission of the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform Mm. because you have to, you have to get the overall budget mix right. But you can turn to them in a way that makes it easier and more predictable to deliver the change we need to make. Infrastructure in and of itself is future proofing because those uh, infrastructure projects, they continue to benefit society and the economy uh, for, for years and mm. years um, after the project is completed. And given that we've got such acute infrastructural deficits, I mean, should we really be funding a fund? Should we not just be funding them directly now? We are. Uh, and that's what the carbon tax is doing, actually. It's allowing me to increase my budget by 100 million. Uh, and uh, it's working. We're going to retrofit about 42,000 houses this year. And that's incredible. We're, we're ahead of target where we thought we'd be. Um, same on solar PV, same on, same on a whole range of the environmental measures. It is starting to work. That's retrofitting houses that are already extant. Are you happy enough with today's budget in terms of how it will increase the supply of housing. So Pascal Donoghue said that what it was about today, the measures announced today, were about helping hit the targets in housing for all. But I mean, most industry experts will tell you, people working within housing and homelessness will tell you as well, that those targets are not what they should be. That instead we should have measures announced that will help us exceed the housing for all targets. I don't think anyone in government disagrees with that. I, I think we'll be looking to set Then why make an announcement to hit targets that we all agree are not good enough? You need to hit them first one, then you need to go further. We're, well, we are actually ahead of target on, on, on delivery of housing, but I, I agree we need to be more ambitious and go further. I think it's connected to the transport issue. The, the like Part of the job we need to do is is to provide, I think, particularly public transport, new train stations and new bus routes where you build a housing beside those because that actually starts to make it, it makes economic sense, it makes environmental sense, social sense. So my job in that is to provide some of the public lands on, 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 from the public transport companies uh, that we actually have places to build houses. That's how I can lift it further. But I don't think there's, any, there's no shortage of ambition in government to go further. We're the exact opposite. And it is starting to work. The housing for all strategy, particularly in new innovative forms, the likes of cost rental, which we would have championed, which is a new form of social housing in the rental market, which reduces the cost of rents by about 25, 30 percent. That's hugely popular. Mm. And I think what you're going to see, I was arguing today at the press conference after saying the government should run to the end of its term because actually we do have a lot of projects like that which we will be able to start deliver and will be seen to deliver. And I think that's what our focus in this government is on three things. It is addressing the housing crisis. Yeah. It is reforming health because we do need to get, I mean, our, our health system is working, but we need to get more f- 
value. And thirdly, we need to address the climate challenge. They're the three absolute urgent tasks. I mean, everything else needs to be done too. Yeah. But you have to focus on what you think the key ones are. And those three are key for me. Uh, a couple of questions coming in uh, for you. Uh, one on biodiversity loss, which I'll get to in a moment. But this is a very specific question. Can you please ask Minister Ryan um, if he can explain why he stands over a tax on green electricity? Currently, a person who invests in solar panels for their home is taxed on the credit they receive for surplus electricity that is sent back to the grid, which is then sold on to other consumers. This is the very definition of double taxation. I'm glad he asked the question because one of the measures in the budget today was to double the amount of tax exemption. It's gone previously, if you were generating power in the solar panel on your roof and you were exporting it, as the questioner says, you'd be paying tax on the income. There used to be a limit. You used to be able to get up to €200 Euros fee free. That's now been increased to 400 as one. And listen, earlier in the year, we took away the VAT on the solar panels. We extended that today, actually, for, for schools and other measures. So, it's working on that. Like there's a solar revolution taking hold, even in even in cloudy Ireland, and and uh, and we continue to adopt and evolve that. A question for Minister Ryan: How will this fund? I assume they're talking about the Infrastructure, Climate and Nature Fund. How will this fund address Ireland's biodiversity loss? It is that is, it is it, it's in the name. It is climate. It's infrastructure, climate, and nature, and and that's I suppose what's the real key innovation. Uh, because we know we need to do a nature restoration plan, just like we have a climate action plan to manage how we how, how we address the biodiversity crisis. And, and it's going to require a whole range of investments in different areas. Like the example last week, the state just bought Doubt uh, Farm, with a, a new park, a new mm. national park. I'd like to see us expanding that sort of, you know, further expansion of national parks and other examples where we restore biodiversity, improve our carbon at the same time. Also supporting farmers, like we are already doing it in a variety of different way, but to allow them to be the heroes in the frontline restoration and to pay for it, the likes of better hedgerows, the likes of uh, of improving our, our wetlands, the likes of uh, um, storing carbon in waste where they get a price for it. And this fund will help deliver that in a whole range of different ways. The likes of improving our rivers. Like there's a major issue we have in water pollution because of excess nitrogen in, in our systems, also excess phosphorus and potassium. One of the ways we can improve our rivers is remove obstacles. And what it will do is actually it, it, it remove weirs or other obstacles which actually hinder the development of biodiversity in the rivers. That's not glamorous. It's never hold the front page, you know, that's a huge, because it tends to be, you know, it's, it's not a... Well, it hasn't been done much, but we need to start doing that and investing in it. And this fund will allow us to do it. How can you describe today's budget as progressive, given the universal nature of some of the one-off measures that were announced? So the tens of thousands of people who've spent the last few weekends cheering on the Irish rugby team in France are coming home to be told they've all got a 450 quid tax credit or an energy credit, effectively, True. this winter. I, yes, I, I, can, I can understand that argument. Um, but firstly, we are living in, a, in very unusual, very dangerous and, and, and very dark times in terms of war in Ukraine, war now, and are, well, devastating images coming back from, yeah. from Israel and Gaza. Um, and as a result of that, exceptionally high energy prices, and I think it was, and, and food prices, and, and as a result, high inflation, cost of living. And we made a strategic decision to protect our people through that period. It was our own department actually came up with the idea of the energy credits and designed and delivered it. And it did work, as you could see last year, we were watching very closely at regular intervals during the year when, you know, there was 10% inflation last year. Like it wasn't small. Yeah. And at regular intervals, particularly energy, was much higher than that. You could see the level of people at risk of default was going up towards 200,000. 
you don't want 200,000 houses not being able to pay their bills. So those energy credits each, each time brought that right back down yeah. again. But can you not target those households, though? But there, there will be targeting. There will be change this year. Firstly, it's a lower amount. And we do need to wean ourselves off it. Like, we cannot become this. This becomes the expected yeah. everyday norm. Uh, so so we, it is just a temporary measure. But it is more targeted this year. We're using a mechanism where we say those houses that aren't using electricity won't get the credit. That, you know, that, that wouldn't be fair. And also those maybe who are who are on th- not on the meter, but they're beneath it. They could be in a digs or they could be in a caravan site mm. and so on. We've developed a mechanism where we can get to them and so to make it fairer. There might be about 100,000 houses that wouldn't get it, who would have previously vacant properties by, by and large. And, and in that way, it will be more targeted and fairer. Uh, Minister Eamon Ryan, thank you very, very much uh, for joining us here in studio. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.